The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the hoop ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Michael Patria. Joined by my good buddy Dave Metcalf here to break down this December 31st, this wonderful Thursday slate for you guys. Uh, it's an interesting one. Uh, it, first of all, it's New Year's Eve, so we're all going into the new year. Uh, hopefully, we'll go into their winners, but uh, you know, we got two games to talk about on the early slate, and then we got five games to talk about later slate. Before we jump into anything, though, I got to always ask my good buddy Dave how he's doing. I am doing well, Mike. Uh, really excited to be here, and uh, an early Happy New Year's to you, um, and uh, very exciting New Year's, and hopefully a very prosperous one of that. Uh, that that's the goal. I mean, that's uh, that's that's the hope. That's the goal. Uh, we all want to be prosperous going to this New Year, especially when it comes to uh, DFS. It's been a, uh, you know, we're not we're not going to harm on 2020. We all know what it's been like, but. Nonetheless, uh, we got some games to jump into. We're going to run through this. I understand anybody that is listening to this on New Year's Eve. Uh, it's probably going to be half day or the day off from work, whatever it is. A lot of things that they might want to get to. So we're going to try to blaze through this for you guys uh, pretty quickly. But before we jump, a quick shout out to our presenting sponsors. Uh, uh, you know, One of the main supports for this podcast is Manscaped, uh, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Big news over here at Manscaped. They just released their new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over and at all times. Who knew smelling good could feel this good too? So check out Manscaped. Absolutely, guys. They have a cologne now. You guys hear me talk about their products. Uh, I just got sent it. It came to the door about yesterday. And that's the thing. It's not, uh, It's an ad read. I get it. They sponsor our show. This is something I have absolutely been obsessed with. I've been suggesting it. I even purchased one for my father, uh, a whole kit. So that's the thing. It's the cologne. It's the whole kit. You can get everything you want. Body wash, uh, the 3.0 lawnmower, the nose and hair trimmer. Uh, go over to the Manscaped. Use that promo code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-2-0, and uh, you get 20% off. Also, like to give a nice little shout out while we're at it to my bookie.ag. Uh, if anybody's been gambling, and if you if you are a gambler, first of all, you got to go to mybookie.ag, and the next thing you got to do is pull up your Twitter, go follow Hoopball Gaming. Uh, those guys out over there are absolutely crushing it. I I listen. I'm not a, you know, a bet on games type of gambler every day, but I, I follow these guys, and it, they're they're pouring out cash. Uh, so go check out mybookie.ag. If you didn't get on already, I don't. I you're already late. What are you doing? You probably already missed out on so many free plays. I'm sure there's going to be more coming right around the corner, especially with the new year rolling. Uh, whether you're a first time customer, you've been playing with mybookie for years. There is no shortage of value to be found in thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer. It gives you access to all the table, slot, and card games you expect to find at your local card spot. And the best part is, is that my bookie's doors never close. So you can continue to build that bankroll even after the stadium lights have turned out. So make the right play and sign up at my bookie right now. And when you do, use the promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, uh, to get a deposit matched halfway all the way up to $1,000. So the terms are simple. You put in, let's say, uh, $300. They'll match you with $150 of free money in your account. Uh, so use that promo code HOOPBALL. Uh, you might already have a bookie site, but hey, switch over. You get free money. At least use the free money uh, and then try it out. And I guarantee you won't go back. This site is absolutely phenomenal. They have so much to offer. So, guys, check them out. And the promo code is, again, HOOPBALL. All right, Dave, we got some games to jump into, my good friend. So we'll start off with this two-game slate. It starts at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers going against the Indiana Pacers. Uh, this game right now. Is uh, it actually does have a spread? It's coming in at two seventeen over under. Indiana's being favored by nine points in this one. As far as injuries, obviously we have some to talk about. We'll start with Cleveland. Kevin Love has been ruled out. Uh, Isaac Okoro, Kevin Porter Jr., Matthew Dellavedova, and Dylan Windler all ruled out. And then as we slide over to Indiana, we know that T.J. Warren's been ruled out. Jeremy Lamb has been out, and Goga is still out as well. So. Dave, I'll pass it over to you. We'll start with the Cleveland side of the ball. Who's the main guys you're looking at in this two-game slate? 
Yeah, thanks, Mike. So on the Cleveland side of the ball, I mean, it, this game is certainly going to be an interesting one. Um, it's an early game. Um, the total is, is definitely very low. Um, the Pacers are coming in as heavy favorites. Um, so in terms of from the Cavs side, I mean, you got to go with some of the, the big names here um, and really don't overthink it. Andre Drummond, 8,900, has been on an absolute tear to start the season um, with his fantasy performance. I mean, his, his last few games, um, his, his worst performance has been 57 fantasy points, just to put that in perspective. He's still priced just a shade under 9000 He's absolutely in play, even against the defense of Sabonis and Miles Turner. I really like um, Andre Drummond a lot um, at, at that price tag and that position. He's probably my favorite play um, of this entire two-game slate. Um, and then in the backcourt, um, it can't go wrong with, with some of the guards as well. So I have some interest in Darius Garland at 6,100. He is, is a guy that's really showing a lot of life uh, this year from a fantasy perspective and from a DFS perspective. Um, his has also been, been crushing it from a from fantasy point perspective. Um, this, despite the, the one game where he only had 27.5 fantasy points, um, he's still averaging close to, to 40 uh, fantasy points a game so far this season. So I really like him um, to hit some value, even against a tough Pacers defense. Um, I really like him at that price tag. So those two are probably my favorite plays. And then you can also, um, w- with the new the Kevin Love out, I really like Larry Nance Jr. I know his price tag is getting up there, 6600 But he's a guy that, when proven he can get 30-plus minutes, he's a guy that can really put in a lot of fantasy uh, points and uh, production across the board because uh, he gets steals, blocks, and he's really a, a do-it-all kind of uh, Swiss Army knife uh, forward for, for the Cavs. So I really like those three guys. What about you, Mike? Uh, I mean, when you talk about Drummond, I think you you hit it on the on the head with that one. Eighty nine hundred is too cheap for this. He's been playing out of his mind. Uh, Drummond, he, you know, he he's in a contract year. The dude wants to get paid, uh, so he knows he's not going to be in Cleveland for long. So take this time, soak up the minutes, put up as much stats as you possibly could, and try to get the fattest contract when you go elsewhere. Uh, Miles Turner is a great defender. Drummond is a big body guy, though. So when you're talking about a guy like Drummond, he can find his way against anybody. So I do like Drummond. Uh, Garland, you touched on him, 6,100. He's been playing so much better than he was last year. He looks like a totally different player. Uh, I continue and expect that, or expect that to continue going forward. The one problem that I, uh, I see with him is that I like a guy in the next game for right around that same price tag, just slightly more being Kobe white. So we'll get to him. Uh, I think Garland would actually make from the solid pivot just because I think most people will look at the game spreads and uh, the over-unders and immediately want to go towards uh, the next game that we'll talk about in this two-game slate. So for uh, GPPs, I think Garland makes more sense. But for cash, I'll I'll probably uh, avoid him. Uh, Sexton, 6,900. Again, I'd probably prefer Garland over Sexton at this point. Uh, And then Nance Jr., you touched on him. Um, He's 6,600, a little bit too expensive for my liking right now. He's still Larry Dance Jr. Wouldn't shock me if he comes out here and drops a 40-burger. Uh, but, you know, I'll, I'll take that one off the chin when it happens because you can't also want to play Nance Jr. and Drummond. You're hoping that Drummond just soaks up all these rebounds. Uh, and then, you know, Larry Dance finishes with like five or six. That's the goal when you want to play Drummond. Um, on top of that, I do think there's some ancillary options. If you're trying to, you know, two games late, you have to be a little different. C.D. Osmond or Chetty Osmond, uh, however you would like to say his first name. I, I, I butcher it every single time, so I do apologize, but... Uh, he should continue just, you know, soaking up a ton of shots and usage. Uh, you know, he's been playing well. The last uh, game, he struggled a little bit. Uh, but at 4,700, he's a decent bounce-back option. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Exum play some decent minutes as well. Uh, they're really without some backup guards. They're pretty hobbled at this point. Exum only played about 16 minutes in that last one, but it wouldn't shock me if in this one he comes out uh, and plays a solid, you know, 20 to 23. Uh, he'd be a, a GPP multi-entry and, uh, you know, kind of guy at, at best. But uh, Cleveland definitely has some options. I wanted to bring up a few maybe lower-owned guys, too, considering it's only a two-game slate. But if that's all you have, I'm ready to move on to Indiana. No, that's a great call on the Chetty Osmond play. Uh, I actually had him down uh, as a, certainly a sneaky good play under the 5K range, so that was a great call. But I think we, we can certainly move on to Indiana. Absolutely, and I think this is uh, probably might be a little bit more enticing spot uh, but we talked about it. You know, T.J. Warren's out. Uh, obviously, we're going to see somebody get inserted in that starting lineup. My best guess is one of the Holiday brothers, whether it's Justin or Aaron, if they want to slide Oladipo up to small forward and play small. 
Uh, they could probably get away with that with the uh, with Cleveland, and I wouldn't be shocked if they do it. Or they could just start Justin. Either way, there's going to be some value to come from this game. So I'll pass it over to you. Uh, talk about who you're playing in this one. Yeah, on, on the Indiana side of the ball, um, I know you, you touched on it. So the Sabonis, Sabonis, clearly I'm butchering his name already to begin. So great start. Um, so Sabonis is definitely a guy that's in play, um, always in play and on most slates. He's really a guy that's really turned into pretty well-rounded uh, center as well, a power forward center. So he's coming at 8,800, just a shade under Andre Drummond's price tag. Um, and he, he's a guy that I can throw up close to triple-double every night. Um, I like him qu- quite a bit um, against Drummond uh, just because of the matchup. I, th- I think it's going to end up being a real, real battle down low uh, of those two big men. Um, and then I really like uh, his price tag has really not gone up a lot, which, which is a little bit interesting. Uh, Miles Turner, a guy that is, is putting up close to 30 fantasy points a game with, with strictly defensive numbers where he's averaging – uh, five blocks, uh, obscene five, almost five blocks a game, uh, which which is just incredible. Um, so he's a guy that I really like. I'll, I'll probably lean more Miles Turner uh, and and have those cost savings elsewhere. Uh, and then as far as the guard play, um, you know, it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, I think we touched on him. Malcolm Brogdon is certainly going to be in play. However, seventy three hundred is a little bit rich for for my blood, uh, willing to pay in this kind of matchup. So I think I'll lean more towards the $700 savings and go Victor Oladipo. He's been showing pretty renewed life as well this season. Um, and he's coming off off a game where he did put up 42 fantasy points against Boston in that overtime uh, loss. So I really like Oladipo. So I would say those are my main guys. And then as far as some of the, the cheap plays, there's certainly an opportunity to potentially leverage a Justin Holiday at 3900 he, he can really... Uh, be a nice cheap uh, option, especially um, if, if he ends up getting some some heavy minutes. Um, I like him a lot, but I think those are my, are my main plays. What about you, Mike? Yeah, no, I, I have a I have a ton of interest in a lot of those guys. I mean, bottom line, Sabonis has has just outperformed uh, his expectations from the draft. Uh, I remember when this guy got traded over from OKC. No one really cared about him. He was an afterthought. Uh, he's an absolute stud at this point, and he's a great poor per minute guy. This is a fantastic matchup with him. Uh, without Kevin Love, I get it. It's you know Kevin Love's not the greatest defender in the world, but Larry Nance is slightly worse than that. So uh, I don't mind that you know we're paying eighty eight hundred for this guy. Uh, you know to be honest, I've started builds with you know both Sabonis, Drummond, and uh, a top you know tier guy in the next game as well. Uh, I'm looking at it and I still feel confident up and down. So you know we can make that happen, and we'll talk about those guys in a later game, but. There is some value. You talked about Justin Holiday, Aaron Holiday. One of these guys are going to draw the start. That's a great value play. We're talking about Cleveland. Uh, this backcourt, this defense in general for Cleveland, it's porous. These guys at minimum salary, near minimum salary, they're going to be chalky, but you're going to have to play them if you want to play some expensive guys in this kind of you know two-game slate. So I'm fine with both those guys. And then you touched on it, Brogdon. You touched on Oladipo. Uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to play Oladipo over Brogdon. It's just bottom line. Oladipo should be priced much, much higher at this point. It, 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 this dude, he's back to normal. Last season, he was hurt. Everybody kind of thought, you know, Oladipo, he's not that good. No, no. Oladipo's a fantastic two guard in this league. Great two way defender, uh, and offensive player as well. And he should continue to average more than 20 points. And he's going to chip in the assist bottom line, a steal and a half every single game, threes, rebounds. Uh, I do prefer him over Brogdon. So those are the main guys I'm looking at. It's going to be Oladipo. It's going to be one of those value plays. Uh, you could play either one, who, regardless of who starts. I think that they're both in play uh, between both of the, the Holiday brothers. And then, you know, I, I think I might uh, have some, uh, some good shares of Sabonis as well. So I think we're we're pretty much on the same page with a lot of these guys. Perfect. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I, I think even though it's a low pace game, I think it's it's going to provide some, some absolute fantasy value here. Well, that's the thing. It's, uh, you know, everyone's going to want to just gravitate towards the next game because it's a fantastic matchup. We just saw it, all the nines with it. I get it. Uh, but we're going to have to play some guys in that first game. And there is, you know, some some value. There is some players to be had, some underpriced guys, some guys that are starting in you know, spots that they normally wouldn't be. So we got to take advantage of certain spots and just make sure that when we construct our lineup, uh, we just correlate it. You know, that's uh, always the most important thing. You'll hear me say that all the time, but uh, it is extremely important. So we'll move on to the next game, Chicago versus Washington. 
Uh, this game a little bit more enticing, coming in at a 235 over under. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, game total. And then Washington's being favored by five and a half points in this one. Uh, for Chicago, Laurie Markkinen's being listed as questionable. I would probably consider him more of doubtful. He played in that last game that he was questionable and then re-aggravated his calf strain. So he's likely to probably sit out some time. I would expect you know at least a week or two. But we'll have to wait and see. And then on Washington, looks like everyone's going to suit up for this one. Uh, nothing really to worry about. So uh, a little bit more enticing. Pass it over to you, Chicago. Why don't you give me a couple of your top plays? Yeah, on the Chicago side, I mean, it's definitely uh, it's fun with these little mini-series matchups between teams uh, during this, this new season. Uh, I think coming off a game where we can expect uh, a lot of offense with little to no defense, on the Chicago side, there's a number of great plays, especially with Markkinen's up sitting. Um, we can start with, I know you touched on a little bit earlier, Kobe White, 6-300, finally starting to show some life um, that they're fully expecting him to take on uh, and take the reins of that offense in Chicago. At that price tag, he put up 33 fantasy points in the last game. I expect it to, to be slightly above that number. So he, I think I fully expect him to hit in, in the high 30s from a fantasy point perspective. Um, just given the matchup, even against uh, a potential tough defender like Russell Westbrook, I still expect him to, to really outperform, um, outperform his price tag. And then on the other side of the backcourt, his running mate, who was my favorite play, probably of this entire matchup, is Zach Levine, coming in a little bit underpriced. I would say a lot of the price, actually. Um, 7900 coming off a 46-point fantasy point game uh, against this very same Wizards team. I really like Zach Levine here. He's probably my favorite player, like I mentioned. Um, and then if Otto Porter ends up playing, uh, get some run. Um, he's a great option, 5400 uh, Very reasonable price tag um, with, with the, the, fact, the fact that there's going to be um, a lot of potential minutes that's going to be available with uh, Laurie Markin end up not playing potentially. I like him a lot. And then um, in the center position, a guy that I personally have, have drafted uh, quite a bit and has been underperforming, but he's starting to show some life. Wendell Carter, uh, 6,000. Um, I think that price tag is very fair, uh, but I also think that there's some, definitely some, some opportunity and, and some value, um, especially as a great lower price center option versus um, the other previous guys we mentioned in the other game. So I really like those guys as my main plays. What about you? I'm not even going to say anything else, man. Those are the four guys I have in my player pool. Those are the four guys I am interested in. Uh, Thad Young, possibly, if we hear that, all of a sudden he's going to be playing. He was active last game, but he didn't enter the rotation. So, uh, you know, with Mark and sitting out, we might see it. But I think most of those minutes, like you said, are going to Porter Jr. He's probably like... Uh, the guy I'm going to have in my lineup uh, the most, uh, just because I think he's a great value at 5,400 if he ends up playing 30-plus minutes. And then, yeah, Kobe White and Levine, both of them f- absolutely fantastic plays. Both of them great values in this matchup. It's a high pace, the perfect kind of matchup you want to see, running gun. Uh, so I'm with you. Both those guys, and then Wendell Carter's excellent as well. I, I still have this guy, Charles Turner and Thomas Bryant, so... Uh, he necessarily might just fall under the radar between those guys, but I'm I'm probably going to have at least two bowls in most of these lineups, uh, and it's between the four that we just talked about. So let's move on to the Washington side of the ball. And for me, man, this is pretty easy. Um, I'm just going to keep it really, really simple right here. Uh, the only person I'm playing is Russell Westbrook, and he's the lock. I'm playing him in every single one of my lineups. I'll let you talk, though. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Russell Westbrook, He's pretty much, as a plug-and-play, probably one of the biggest locks you can possibly have uh, from, from a DFS perspective these days, just putting up just monster numbers, clearly showing a lot of spite and motivation uh, of being traded to the Wizards. Um, so I, th- I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be, his price tag is going to soar over 10000 very short, very soon. So 9900 is certainly reasonable based on his production and his value potential. So he's definitely number one on the list on the wizard side. I also a couple guys that are really starting to add into form. Davis Bertans, 5,200. He's more of a, I guess, more of a GBP option, but at that price tag, um, he's going to get a lot of run. I expect him to start getting some, some minutes. He's getting his conditioning back. I really like him, uh, especially in this type of run and gun type of matchup. So he's probably another player that I'm looking at. I'm not, I don't actually have that many shares of Thomas Bryant, 6,400. I, I much prefer Miles Turner or Wendell Carter um, in a similar price tag. 
So I'm not really going to be looking at him much. And then I'll also have a couple couple shots at, at, at my, my guy, Danny of, of Deja, uh, of uh, the rookie out of Israel, 4900 um, definitely a reasonable price tag. And he's a guy that is gaining confidence and he's showing it by, by putting up more and more shot attempts every game. He's a guy that can do a little bit of everything in terms of rebounding and steals. So he's a guy that could be a great pivot away from some of the other guys um, that are slightly higher in, in price tag. I'm with you. Um, listen, I think that, you know, we, you touched on Westbrook. Fantastic. The next guy I'd be looking at would be Bertans. Uh, the one thing with Rui coming back from uh, his pink eye, uh, making a quick return. They said three weeks. Uh, it's been about a week. So he made a, a quicker return than they than they expected. He's definitely going to eat into this this weird rotation. Um, I think Denny is the best power forward of the bunch. He should be the guy that plays power forward. He should be the guy that continues to play power forward. Uh, but now we're going to continue to see, you know, guys like uh, Bertans and Rui, uh, just all of them kind of chop up those minutes and split them up. Uh, so for me, I'm probably just going to avoid them. Uh, Thomas Bryant, you touched on him. I'm not touching him. Uh, Saint, talk to me. We uh, we were actually talking uh, offline. We always just talk hoops. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm actually friends with him in real life, so I got to talk to him all the time. Uh, but uh, he brought up a very good point, and simply that Thomas Bryant is going to struggle trying to get rebounds next to Russell Westbrook along uh, alongside of him for the rest of the season. It's not going to be easy. So for those reasons, I- I'm going to continue to avoid him until I see him hit that like low six, um, you know, 59 range, and then I'll feel a little bit more comfortable taking shots on him. Uh, but it- until then, I-, I have those other options. We talked about a couple other centers that are really close into it. So for me. I'm probably really just going to play Russell Westbrook and then uh, maybe a, a, a tab or uh, two of Bertans because I still think he is their best like sixth man type of guy. Uh, he's going to have to come off the bench and he's still going to should should play about 26 minutes regardless and uh, knock down threes. He's an elite shooter, no doubt about it. I wouldn't expect those uh, those free throw attempts and free throw free throw makes that he had in that last game. Uh, that seems like it's a little far fetched. Yeah, no, it, it's going to be interesting uh, for sure. I, I think. I think you touched on it. Just the crowded rotation on the wing side is really going to make make the minutes very difficult to to figure out from a DFS perspective. So that might be uh, one of those stayaways and see how everything plays out from a lineup perspective as the season progresses. Yeah, and I, listen. I mean, if we knew which guys to sit here and play the most minutes, that's the guy that we'd be targeting, and that's why maybe those guys still remain as GPP plays because yeah, you know, nobody knows. They're all probably going to be uh, hit or miss owned. So if you want to take a shot on one of those guys, you're playing multiple lineups. I don't blame you. If I had to take a shot on one of them, uh, it would be Bertans. I think he's the number one. After that, it would probably be Denny. And then after that, it would be Rui. I just don't think Rui is that good. I, I, I think that, you know, Denny is the best one out of them. He's the, he, he looks like he's NBA ready and he's played about four games. So um, I, I still side with him. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's going to be interesting for sure. A little bit of technical difficulties, but where we were is uh, right at the new main slate. So a little bit of a breakage in between. Hopefully, uh, my man, man, Dan Bespris, uh, the god that he is behind uh, the curtain with our audio, uh, can help me out a little bit on that one. So uh, we're going to get into this main slate, and we were just touching on it. We touched on the over-unders and the game totals, but I'll repeat just in case. Uh, 216 game total for this game, and then... Uh, it's going to be favored uh, towards Philadelphia, one and a half points. Uh, looking over at Philadelphia, uh, injury-wise, uh, Joel Embiid probable, Korkmaz out. Uh, he's going to be sidelined, abductor strain, at least a few weeks. And then the major players, Fernando, James Eads, Alfred Gamino, Jonathan Isaac, those guys have been out, and they will continue to be out. So looking at uh, Philadelphia, we have some major hitters over here. We have some big names, some guys that uh, are coming off some pretty big games. So, uh, are you targeting anybody on Philadelphia on this slate? Orlando does have a pretty solid defense that flies under the radar. Yeah, you definitely touched on it. I mean, with that defense, it's certainly going to be uh, kind of difficult to target anyone in the Sixers. Um, as as a Sixers fan, it's hard to, to get away from them. But, um, you know, the price tags are not very, um, very tolerable. They're all pretty fairly priced on the Sixers side. Um, the only couple guys that I'd be looking at are probably going to be um, Tobias Harris, 7,100. He's showing some some renewed life uh, coming off off a pretty big fantasy game um, in his last outing where, where he put up 
a pretty impressive uh, 53 points against the Raptors. So he's starting to show some life. If he can continue to, to really progress as both a scorer and a rebounder, we put up 11 rebounds. He had two blocks, two steals, which is very uncharacteristic of him as well. So I like him uh, more of a G- GPP option, uh, to be honest with you. Um, and then also, it's hard to get away from Joel Embiid. I know he's, he's, he's questionable, but he's fully expected to, to play most likely. Um, and at $10,000, it's hard to, to go against him, even in a matchup against Vucevic on the other side of the ball. Um, but that, that's pretty much it. I don't really like anyone else on the Sixers side. Shake, Shake Milton has really under, underperformed and, and, under, um, and under, like, as far as a, a very, very difficult um, just game totals as well. He's played in the last few matchups. Um, and overall, he's really been struggling. So I don't have a lot of shares of, of Shake Milton. Um, and no one else really speaks to me from the Sixers side. What about you? I don't think I'll play any Sixers. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, this game entirely, uh, I might just pass. There's one guy on the other side I might have a little interest in. Uh, for the most part, it's a big pass. I mean, I could chase that Tobias Harris game. It is against the team that had drafted him. Uh, worth noting, Orlando drafted Tobias. Uh, or was it Milwaukee? Sorry, yeah, Milwaukee drafted him, I believe, and traded him to Orlando. Uh, but it's kind of where he first started getting his first job uh, starting role. But he's coming off a massive game. If you want to look at him at 7,100, it's a fair price tag for him. But outside of him, I'm probably not targeting any other Sixers. Move on to Orlando, though. Uh, Orlando, like I said, there is somebody on this side of the ball I do have some interest in. Um, and we'll talk about him. But I'll, I'll let you get first crack at it. And if you mention them, I'll probably just giggle in the background. But uh, why don't you talk about this Orlando side of the ball? I think Aaron Gordon is a guy that who's been dealing with a little bit of a minutes restriction. Um, you know, they're probably going to get increased slightly. Uh, but I wouldn't expect them to hover over 30 yet. So I, I'll say off the rip, he's a guy that I'm probably avoiding. Yeah, um, I wouldn't have any shares of Aaron Gordon, to, to be honest, in this matchup. Um, he's really underperformed with a minutes restriction and everything, he hasn't really shown any real uh, life. And 6000 is a little bit pricey for a guy that hasn't really performed. Um, the only guys I'm really looking at, I'm looking at a couple, actually, on the Magic side. Uh, again, purely from from a contrarian play. Uh, but I really like Markel Fultz, a 6300. Um, he's a guy, I know the price tag's getting up to in that mid-6000 range um, and then going up against Ben Simmons. But, I mean... You know, if, if we're playing that revenge game narrative or, or that just that um, the revenge of, of being traded and being kind of discarded from the Sixers because he was a Sixers draft pick. So you can definitely you play that narrative if you want. So that's the only reason why I would even consider Marco Fultz because he's really been playing well um, in that starting role. And he's really shown a tremendous improvement. He's, he's definitely one of the early contenders for most improved player, um, just showing incredible resilience. So I, I like him. Uh, and then the other guy on the wing side, 5,100, Terrence Ross, has been shooting lights out. Um, and against the Sixers, I, I, I expect them to, to leave a bunch of three-point shooters open, um, just given the, their style of defense. So I like Terrence Ross, 5,100. But but that's about it uh, for me. What about you? I'm just on Fultz. You named it the revenge narrative, and you touched on it. That's a great reason to play him. But I also think he's just been balling out. Like you said, he is probably a candidate for most improved player. Uh, 6,300 just feels a little too cheap for how well he's, he's been playing. And the shot attempts are there. Bottom line, with Aaron Gordon being limited, uh, this kid stepping up and actually coming into his own, playing with confidence, which I think is the most important factor with Markel Fultz's game. He's never really had that confidence since he's come into the NBA. He spoke on how confident he is now and how the Orlando uh, organization backs him up. So uh, he's the one guy I'm looking at, and that's it. And then also, if you want to take a look at Vucevic, I'll never say no to that. 8,700 probably feels a little too rich for me, though. So um, it's, it's just going to be faults for me. Outside of that, I'm not going to have a ton of interest in this game whatsoever. So uh, you ready to move on to Sacramento-Houston? Absolutely. Just, just w- one, one additional note also, Vucevic also has a revenge game kind of narrative, yep. although – Although we can't really use that because it was nine years ago when he was drafted by the 76ers, but still worth worth a mention. As, as oh, well. no. So it's always worth mentioning because I touched on I, I didn't touch on that. I'm glad you did. He always plays well against Philly. Uh, it doesn't matter how long ago it was. He always plays well against Philly. Uh, there's been probably like a sample size of, uh, you know, I would say 
at least 15 to 20 something games by now um, where he's actually gone even maybe against Embiid for most of those. And he's done fairly well. Uh, there's a couple games here and there where he doesn't, and that just happens. And he's a spectacular defender and a big body guy. But Vucevic's playing great this season. So, I, again, I just don't love the price tag, love the play, and love the play. But Sacramento Houston, uh, this game coming in right now at a 227 game total. Houston's being favored by three and a half. And it looks like we're getting a full intact Houston squad. They're back. Most people are off the COVID list. Still a couple of people out. Ben McLemore, uh, he has to go through the, the safety health protocols. He might be available, but it looks like John Wall, Cousins, a lot of the big hitters are back. Uh, so, you know, we have we have that to look forward to. It's going to throw a little bit of a wrench in some people's uh, strategies of what they've been going with of just locking in James Harden. Uh, and then over there on the other side of the ball with the Kings, only person out, uh, Jeffries, he's going to be out for a while. Um, they mentioned it earlier in this afternoon. But we'll start over here with Sacramento. They're the away team in this game. Pretty decent over-under. Uh, I mean, game total. Keep saying that. But um, these Kings, they played great in the last one. We saw a lot of guys, Rashawn Holmes, uh, De'Aaron Fox played uh, both of them played excellent. Uh, even Bagley played, you know, fairly well in his minutes. So, you know, I, there's got to be some expectation that we're going to have to have a couple of these guys go to get Houston. But uh, who are the main guys that you guys keeping in your player pool? And if you have a favorite king, who would it be? Yeah, as far as my player pool, this is probably you touched on it with the highest game total uh, of the slate, um, potentially close matchup. There's a bunch of guys on, on both sides of the ball that I'm looking at, but I think on the King side, um, there's quite a few. So starting with the point guard, De'Aaron Fox, 7,800, really showing a lot of confidence, um, showing a lot of improvement. Um, he, was, he was great last year and looks even better this year. Um, I, I think he's really going to shine in this type of matchup uh, against the Rockets defense. I fully expect him to, to really hit value. He's probably one of my favorite plays um, in, in that higher price tag um of of this matchup for sure uh and then i also have have a lot of interest in another rookie um because a lot of rookies have really been shining and from a dfs perspective and, and this guy has really shown a lot of growth over the last few games tyrese halliburton 4900 um certainly in play for me uh buddy healed 6800 is a little pricey uh for, for what i expect from buddy healed so i don't know how many shares i'll probably have in, in buddy healed of this type of matchup a couple other guys we touched on. Harrison Barnes, 5,400, is playing renewed basketball and a lot of life. Um, and a guy that's suddenly able to, to pass the ball, which is very, um, very new and, and unique uh, for Harrison Barnes, for sure. Coming off a game where he had eight assists uh, and 33 fantasy points, 5,400 is certainly a price tag that is more than tolerable against a soft Rockets defense. Um, so I, I kind of like him as well. Marvin Bagley, 5300 also a very reasonable price tag. Uh, probably one of the lower price tags we're going to see from Marvin Bagley this season. I fully expect him to, to really shine as long as he's healthy. Um, so he's another guy I'm going to have some shares of. And then Rishon Holmes, 5200 finally shown, showed some life in that last game. Um, is really a guy that, that can really provide a lot of defense um, on that side of the ball. So 5200 is also in play for me. And out of those guys, my favorite play, um, I'll probably have to stick with the Aaron Fox as my favorite play out of all the Kings. What about you? Uh, for me, it's just I'm keeping it simple. It's uh, you touched on Fox. I think is a great play, 7800, great matchup for him. So I will have shares of Fox. Uh, Rashawn Holmes, 5200. It's it's one of my favorite centers on the board. Uh, I just really like this matchup. It does not suit Whiteside very well whatsoever with Cousins. And with uh, Christian Wood both being able to stretch Whiteside out, I expect we see a fair amount for Sean Holmes, 30-plus minutes, 5,200. I really like that price tag. Uh, and then Halliburton. Um, they're going to need his defense. Plain and simple, uh, Corey Joseph is not going to be able to defend either John Wall nor James Harden. So I expect Halliburton to get a fair amount of playing time. So uh, I'm on both all three of those guys, uh, Holmes being my favorite play probably out of the bunch, though. So we'll slide over to Houston then. Uh, we talked about some of these guys, uh, you know, Christian Wood, 7,300. He's been bowling out, but we now we have to expect Cousins and John Waller back. So what are you expecting from this Houston team with all these guys back in the lineup? Yeah, it, it's certainly going to get a little messy on the Rocket side. I mean, outside of James Harden, 11,000, I mean, he's always in play. Um, and, and coming off some, some spirited efforts 
I mean, he's certainly going to be a guy that that is probably uh, he's definitely the highest priced player of this entire slate. But I think he's going to be worth it, um, even with the guys like John Wall coming back or Gordon. I think it's only going to increase his potential as a playmaker as well. So I like him. Um, not as much as, as normally, uh, given his price tag and all these guys returning, but I still like him uh, quite a bit. John Wall, I'm not really going to touch much. 7,100, uh, first game of the season. Uh, might, be, might be a little rusty uh, coming off uh, a mandatory COVID quarantine. So I, I don't know if I'm going to have a lot of shares of him. Um, I wait th- it's kind of a wait and see with John Wall for me on a DFS perspective. Eric Gordon, same thing, uh, 5,700. Normally a pretty solid price tag, but a guy that that's probably going to be more of a as a as a punt at best for me, even in this, in this juicy matchup. Uh, and then Christian Wood, um, who's been absolutely red hot to start the season, seventy three hundred on his new team, looking motivated. I just I'm concerned, slightly concerned with with how he's going to uh, work with the um, Marcus Cousins down low. I don't know if if, if it's going to be a positive or a net negative. Uh, in the long term, but in the immediate, uh, I'll probably stay away from Christian Wood. He's more of a, a tournament play for me. So the only guy I'm really looking at on the Rockets, I'd probably be James Harden. What about you? All right. So we'll move on to the Knicks on this point. Uh, Knicks Raptors, this game right now is coming in at a 220 game total. Raptors being favored by eight in this one. Knicks obviously dealing with some injuries as they have. Alex Burks missed that last game he uh came down on someone else's foot twisted ankle you gotta give a guy some room on that one obi top and frank nicolina both rolled out quickly and austin rivers both being considered questionable in this one uh rivers has not yet played and uh quickly uh you know played about 12 minutes in that first game and then dealt with uh, a nice little hip check so there's that uh and then uh oh i just realized we skipped right over uh the rockets uh all right well let me bounce back to that one real fast actually um it's very simple for me with the rockets uh i am playing some christian wood and that is about it so uh i'm not going to be playing anybody else i think james harden is an excellent play by the way uh, in a contrarian sense, if you, I'm not touching them in cash games with John Wall being back, with DeMarcus Cousins being back, with uh, you know uh, Eric Gordon being back. I get it. We're going to kind of have to see how these guys mesh. I don't expect them to play a high volume amount of minutes or anything of that nature. Um, and James Harden can go off any given night. We know we know what he is. But with all that, I think he's going to be a little bit of a lower ownership that we've seen in the first two games. But he's still a little bit higher priced than I want to play because I do expect these guys to eat into it a little bit. But at, at points last season, we were playing more than eleven or paying more than eleven k for James Harden when Westbrook was next to him. Uh, so there's no reason to necessarily be too scared of it right now. Um, but still, probably not the best cash game option. More of a GPP type guy. And then just Christian Wood. I'm not going to be going to any of these other guys in their first game. I want to see how they perform. I want to see what their minutes total look like. These guys were quarantined. I don't necessarily expect them uh, to just come out here and play 35-plus minutes or anything like that. I would say mid-20s is probably what we're looking at, and I wouldn't even expect that for Cousins. So I'll keep it to the two top dogs, and that's We'll keep it moving to the Knicks and Raptors. And this game coming in, uh, like I said before, 220 over under. Raptors being favored by eight in this one. Uh, we talked about the Nick injuries, so I'll just move over to the Raptor ones at this point. Uh, guess what? It's no one but Patrick McCaw. Doesn't even matter. So we'll we'll start with you over there, uh, Dave. This Knicks team, Julius Randle, he's been just outperforming uh, everybody's wildest expectations of him. Eighty eight hundred. Could you play him? Yeah, I mean Julius Randle, eight hundred um, is getting very pricey. I mean, but but he's a guy that's been absolutely carrying the Knicks right now at this point. Um, with all their slew of injuries in the backcourt you touched on. Um, I, I think he's, he's a great play. Um, there's a couple other guys uh, on this slate, a little bit cheaper, that I'll probably have a little more interest in. But he's certainly going to be in play for me, 800. Um, and then a couple other, only other couple of guys I'm looking at on the Knicks side uh, is probably going to be Elf Payton, 5,900. Um, he has to get minutes. Someone has to get minutes. Uh, and he has been putting up some, some nice numbers uh, really showing some of that well-rounded fantasy game that, that we like to see from a DFS side. And he's on the six, six, he's still under 6,000, so he's certainly going to be in play for me at 900. I like him quite a bit. And then the only other guy that I'm actually looking at from the Knicks side is uh, is kind of a, 
a dumpster dive for me, but Nerlens Noel, um, I know he hasn't been showing a lot of minutes, um, but he's an absolute monster fantasy per minute producer. Um, and I expect Mitchell Robinson to potentially get into foul trouble. Um, and I, I can see Nerlens Noel getting some, some minutes. If he gets to 20 minutes, 3,300, um, he could be a great option to, to really put out your lineups and then really be able to, to fit in some of these higher price guys. What about you? Only guys that I'm really looking at, you touched on him, is Noel. I think as a great value play, uh, just a great point-per-minute guy in your GPPs, your dumpster diving, you need a little final guy in there. Uh, it could be Noel just because he can get done in defensive stats and maybe Kevin Knox because he's been getting some good coach speak and all that good stuff. But uh, I think a lot of these guys are overpriced. I think Randall, 8,800, I don't want to pay that. I don't want to pay the 69 for Barrett. I could see Peyton at 59. I think that's a very fair price tag for him. He has been playing well, but it's a tough matchup. Uh, I think we'll probably talk about a few other point guards that we like maybe a little bit more. So, you know, it's it's tough for me. I'm, I, you know, I'll probably leave it at just Peyton in the value plays. I'm not playing anybody else. So you pretty much touched on that and hit it right perfect where I was. So we'll we'll move over to Toronto. Uh, it's always nice when we're in agreement, man. You just move on. It's not you know no argument, no no banter. Uh, but this uh, Toronto team. Yeah, you know, Siakam looks like kind of the Siakam we saw in playoff two, playoffs two years ago. Uh, Van Vliet starting to bounce back a little bit. Feels like some of these guys are a little underpriced. Where are you looking? Yeah, um, certainly uh, on the Raptors side, it's certainly some interesting interesting picks. Um, Van Vliet uh, cannot be this bad from a shooting perspective for long. So I actually like him. 7200 is a pretty reasonable price tag to pay. Uh, for Van Vliet, um, I fully expect him to to really step up. I think this is the game where he finally starts shooting well. Um, so he's certainly going to be in play for me. Um, Kyle Lowry, 7,700, is a little pricey, but but he's a guy that's always going to be a guy that, especially against the Knicks, that I think is, is going to really shine. Um, so I like him a little bit. OG Ananobi uh, is certainly coming off a great fantasy game where he put up just monster defensive numbers. 5,800 is, is also getting a little pricey, but also a guy that can be firmly in play from a GBP perspective because I don't think he's going to be uh, potentially high-owned. So I like him. Uh, and that's pretty much it on the Raptor side. Uh, they're, they're, they're the days of playing Pascal Siakam are, seem to be far, far in the past at this point. Um, what about you? Yeah, no, I'm not going to completely just sit here and rule out Pascal. I mean, I like the way he's been aggressive in this offense. It's just, you know, when the shot falls, it's going to fall. Uh, but when he shot, you know, played San Antonio, uh, you know, two games ago, he shot 37% from the floor, put up 50 DK points. So it's still there. Uh, I don't love the price tag, though. So 8,300, I probably won't end up with too many shares. I can see myself with one for every, like, you know, five lineups maybe. Uh, the main guy I'm going to be targeting on this team is going to be Kyle Lowry. Uh, you touched on it. Um, it. It's just a fantastic matchup for him. I really like him in this matchup. I almost wish he was a little closer to Van Vliet's price tag, um, so I don't feel like I'm getting a discount on him. This is probably where he should be. I just like the matchup for him. And if you wanted to get that discount and you needed to save the 500, going to Van Vliet wouldn't crush you either. I think it's a good matchup for both of them. So I'm going to stick with the backcourt. Uh, the front court, it's issues. Everybody's worried about Chris Boucher and all that. Uh, it was a terrible matchup for him against Embiid. He got bullied. So don't be surprised about that one. I don't expect him to just be phased out of the rotation or anything like that. Still don't want to pay 5200 for him either on DK. So uh, I'll probably rule out most of that front court as well between him, Baines, and Alex Len. Uh, a little bit of a jumbled up. But if I had to pick one of them, it would be Baines. But I don't feel great about any of them. Yeah, that's a great call. Um, it's certainly going to be an interesting matchup for sure. And, and I don't know if there's anyone in the front court. Again, you touched on it. Uh, that's really worth mentioning. Like as far as Chris Boucher, certainly a guy that can put up ten blocks in a game, but also a guy that can only get five minutes in a game. So it's hard to really trust a guy like that in your DFS lineup. Yeah, unless you just really want to risk it for the biscuit in a GPP, but expect low ownership on him. We'll we'll keep it moving though to a pretty interesting game. I one I'm pretty excited about. I'm surprised it actually came in at this low of a game total. It's looking like a two thirteen game total. Uh, New Orleans versus OKC. Uh, New Orleans being favored by four and a half in this one. Uh, as far as New Orleans for injuries, we have nothing to talk about. And then we'll slide over to OKC. Uh, we had Al Horford rest in that last one. He should be expected to play while Ty Jerome has been ruled out. 
Uh, and Trevor Ariza will never actually play for this team, so don't even worry about that one. Uh, and we should uh, obviously see Isaiah Roby, the stud of the last slate. Uh, he'll get probably reserved to a bench role now that Al Horford is back in the lineup. So I'll pass it over to you for New Orleans. Uh, you know, a couple of guys coming off surprising games in this one. Anybody you're looking at? Yeah, on the New Orleans side, it's certainly going to be interesting. Um, I, we touched on it. The the low total is a little bit egregious in my, in my book. I think this this game is going to going to absolutely hit the over. Um, you know, I know this is the, the wrong podcast to discuss that, but just just going to throw that out there that the, the total is way too low in this game. But on the, on just getting into the Pelican side, I really like. Um, I actually really like Eric Bledsoe. I know he's hasn't performed to to his abilities. Um, he's been very poor from as far as shooting percentage. Um, he's kind of lost in this Pelicans offense, but 5,600 is certainly going to be in play for me at that price tag. And then as far as as far as New Orleans, you, you can't you can not mention two of their of their big big time performers, Brandon Ingram at only 8,000. Uh, that price tag seems a bit low just based on his opportunity. Um, and and just the way he he just can take over a game now, um, and it's it's a, it's a really incredible just to watch him play. I know he's coming off a game where he only played 28 minutes, um, still put up 30 30 fantasy points, pretty efficient scoring as well. Um, but he's coming off games where he's had 50 and 60 uh, in the last four. So certainly uh, going to be a guy that I'm looking at, and I think he's not going to be as high owned as usual, just given his last game. So I like him a lot. And then Zion Williamson, 7,900. I mean, that price tag is, is also pretty outrageous. Um, just considering, um, I, I think it's all based on recency bias. In his last game, he only put up 20 points and two rebounds with nothing else to show for it in a surprise, absolute blowout um, to the Phoenix Sun. So I think he's going to be a guy that, that can really pop in, in this type of game. Um, I, I don't see anyone on the Thunder side um, it's definitely in the front court that can stop him. So I expect him to put up his his classic 25-15 type of game. And I, I really like him. He's probably my favorite play on, on the Pelican side of the ball. What about you? There's two guys I have some pretty good interest to. Actually, three. Uh, you touched on him. Brandon Ingram, fantastic price tag, fantastic play, AK, way too cheap. He's a guy that should be a bang in 40 in this kind of matchup. Uh, so I definitely have some interest in him. And then, uh, Steven Adams, 5,700, uh, going back to OKC. Uh, you know, first game returning home. There, You know, uh, you, you got to expect that they absolutely love this guy. He, he's going to get a warm welcome. He's going to really look forward to this. So um, I got to, you know, have a, at least, a, you know, a slight interest in Steven Adams in his first game back. So at 5,700, you know, I'll, I'll include him in my player pool for a little narrative action. We'll chase it a little bit. I'm not going to go overboard on it, but... Uh, I definitely have some uh, a little interest in that. I think Josh Hart at 4,600. Uh, this dude's going to continue to rebound. He's one of the best rebounding guards in the league, so this is another fair matchup for him. So those are the three guys I have the most interest in. Outside of that, probably won't play too many people. Yeah, no, that's a great call on Stephen Adams. I completely forgot the, the revenge game narrative. I, that's always one of one of our favorite uh, one of our favorite narratives to to really go off of. Yeah, I don't even know if it's a revenge game. That's the one thing that worries me. I think, like, you know, they parted on good terms. I think everyone's going to cry and have a tear in their eye. And he's going to go around, high five. And it's going to be too, he's going to be too happy. That's my one worry. So that's why I'm not going overboard on it. It's not like he left on sour terms. Uh, but we'll slide over to OKC. Uh, we talked about Al Horford coming back. He's at 6,100. Shea Gilders, Alexander, 8,100. He kind of falls to that there in Fox range. So we'll start with that. If you had to pick Shea or Fox, who's it going to be? I'm gonna have to go Shea, um, especially in this type of matchup. I, I don't see I don't see the Pelicans really stopping him. Um, I, you know I, I like him a little bit more than De'Aaron Fox and in, in a similar price tag, 8100. I mean he's a guy that's really taken on more of the offensive load uh, shoulder for the for the Thunder. So I really like him. I, I think he's probably one of my favorite plays in this matchup, um, and his price tag is still in that low 8000 range. So certainly worth worth taking a shot on to, to, to really potentially get to that 40-point, 45-point threshold in, in this type of, of, of offensive of, of matchup. So I, I like him. Uh, and then also, as far as, as far as a couple other guys that I'm looking at, uh, Lugans Dort, um, I know he's coming off kind of a letdown game, but his price tag is only 5,100, so it's certainly in play for me. Um, but I would say for me personally, the only guy that I'm really going to be looking at just given this this matchup and, and given 
given how much offense runs through him, is definitely going to be Shea. What about you? I got some interest in Shea in this matchup. And then uh, I think outside of that, I do have a little interest in the front court. I think um, Horford's going to have to be utilized very well in this game between you know Zion in there and uh, Steven Adams. Uh, he's going to have to play some decent minutes. I know he's only played 29 in the first two games. I would expect 30-plus in this one. He's going to have to. Um, and I would expect that with that comes you know about 35 DK points. That's pretty much what I'm expecting from Horford. Anywhere between 32 and 35. Pays off that price tag, so I do like Horford. Uh, and then Baisley in a nice bounce-back game. It's a tough matchup going against Zion, but uh, for every disadvantage it is on defense form, it's an advantage on offense. Um, so I do like that price tag. He's been... Pretty much rebounding the hell out of the ball. Um, only six and nine points in the last two games. Shot pretty poor in those. A high-paced game. Um, you know, I, I like it. Uh, 5,700. I'll, I'll have interest in both those guys. So I don't know how much Shea I actually finish with as much as I do like him, but I see myself landing Horford and Baisley, uh, believe it or not. So that's kind of where I'm at with this OKC team. Perfect. Move. We'll move on to the final game, brother, and then we're done. Um, and, and I'm sure everybody else is probably pretty excited with this mishmash podcast. And I will take the fall on this one. Uh, I, it is my hardware sometimes, guys. So I do apologize uh, on that. But last game, final game, before we get to it, let me give a quick shout out to the Bruise Letter, guys. If you haven't gone sign up for it, what are you doing? It is exclusive. Uh, to your email. The only way you can get it is if you visit hoop-ball.com, sign up to the Bruise Letter. You will see it all over there. Uh, it is an exclusive email once a week to your personal email address from our founder, Aaron Bruski, and he has all of his nuggets of information in there, all the tidbits from his wisdom of fantasy. Uh, this guy is a genius. He is a former fantasy writer, sport, fantasy sports writer association of the year winner. Uh, and, you know, this guy is an absolute genius. He's the guy that called uh, Rashawn Holmes to break out last year. And every single season, he has all the tidbits of information. So um, the only place you can get it is if you sign up over there at hoop-ball.com. And what's that? I didn't even mention the best part. It is free. F-R-E-E. Absolutely free. You do not pay a dime for it. So sign up for guys at hoop-ball.com. And while you're at it, if you're not already in there, sign up for the Fantasy Pass. It's the best $4.99 you'll spend a month uh you get access to absolutely everything behind the scenes uh and behind the paywall over here at hoopball uh and it's everything from articles to our discord uh so if you want to just do the dfs portion of it that's a dollar 99 but i'm sure if you're playing dfs you're playing season long and trust me guys take advantage of it uh the discord's popping every single night all day long tons of pros in there whether it's season long guys from you know me santino dave's in there all day long aaron the entire dfs team uh, all the way from our, our season-long guys, from, you know, Breton. Uh, you'll see Dan in there. You'll see Aaron in there. You'll see everybody in there. So come join us, guys. It's a spectacular time, uh, and you can only do that if you get that fancy pass. So we'll move on to the final game, my man. Phoenix Suns going against the Utah Jazz. We have a 220 game total. Jazz being favored by four in this one. As far as uh, the Suns are concerned, the only person really being ruled out is Abdul Nader. Uh, and then on the Utah side of the ball, we are good to go outside of Derek Favors being questionable. Uh, and he's most likely going to play. He's been dealing with knee soreness, and it's Derek Favors. Guy's getting a little older. Uh, but we'll look at this Phoenix side of the ball. And, you know, this team, they look like they're playing great basketball, but we're not getting necessarily the fantasy points we want from these guys. So uh, why don't you talk about this Phoenix Sun team if there's anybody that you're targeting? Yeah, I mean, you definitely touched on it. And they're, they're, they're playing great basketball. It's just a matter of, of the fans' perspective. They're actually they're one of the few teams that are playing really well, and they're really spreading around the, the fantasy goodness, which is, which is great for them, not so good for, from a DFS perspective. So, so that's certainly a challenge uh, and something we're going to try and work through uh, in this type of matchup against the Jazz. Um, the only guys I'm really looking at, Chris Paul is certainly going to, I'm going to have some shares of Chris Paul, only 7,000. He's had games of 12 assists, two out of the last three games that he's played. So certainly has the opportunity to get to the 40, 45-point range um, from, a fantasy, from a fantasy point perspective. Apologies. But I, I, don't, I don't know if, if he's going to necessarily get there. So he's probably in play for me. Devin Booker is a little too pricey, just given um, how, how inconsistent he's been to start the season. 8,600. I don't know how many shares I'm really going to have of Devin Booker. 
Um, the only guy I'm really looking at um, outside of DeAndre Aiden, 7,400, uh, a guy that can go off at any time, um, is actually Cam Johnson, uh, 4,700. Um, definitely a reasonable price tag and a guy that, that's, that's showing a lot of confidence. He's been shooting lights out the last couple of games, shooting close to 50% uh, from a three-point range. So certainly a guy that I'm going to have in, in a lot of my lineups. Um, so, so I would say those are my main plays on the Sun side. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on Chris Paul. I think he's a, a good cash play at 7K. Uh, nice fair price tag. I like this matchup. Expect this game to stay close. Uh, and it does have some, a little bit of GPP upside in there as well. With Chris Paul, we always know that. And then if I'm looking at just from a GPP standpoint, I think DeAndre Ayton's a fantastic play. Uh, really great contrarian type of play. I don't expect him to draw heavy ownership whatsoever. Uh, with how poor he's been playing with the matchup against Rudy Gobert, you touched on it. He can go off any time. Uh, he does have a little flick of the wrist jump shot, too. So uh, that is the key to kind of having your way with Rudy Gobert. So uh, those are the two guys I'm looking at. I like your Cam Johnson call. I'm going to write him down. Uh, you're right. This dude has just been lights out. And bottom line, if you're playing a GPP and you want to, you know, take a shot on a guy keeping the hot streak going, he's the guy to take a shot on. Utah side of the ball, though, man. We have some... Uh, some guys that all feel like, eh, I wouldn't say all, but some guys that feel a little underpriced on this side of the ball. So uh, Donovan Mitchell coming in at 7'6". Uh, you know, I wouldn't say he's been underwhelming uh, f- thus far, but he's been struggling from the field. Bottom line, um, I'm expecting a decent bounce back game from Donovan Mitchell. Kind of like this price back uh, price tag. He's been shooting over the past three games, 34%, 26%, 37%. So uh, what are your thoughts? I'm just going to start it off with Mitchell. Uh, on him at 7-6 on TK. Yeah, um, certainly Donovan Mitchell is certainly going to be in play. Um, he's always got the opportunity to, to put up 50, 60 fantasy points, as we've seen uh, in playoff Mitchell. Um, certainly a guy that, that can go off 50 real-life points, too. So this type of matchup might be the, the opportunity where he finally puts it all together so far this season. And I really like him in this matchup. He's probably my favorite play of, of this entire matchup. Uh, and then who else on the Jazz side that I'm kind of looking at uh, would have to be, the only other guy would have to be Rudy Gobert. Um, 7500 only only $100 more than DeAndre Ayton. I, I love him uh, from from a from DFS perspective. He can put up points, rebounds, and blocks um, fairly efficiently. So I kind of I like him quite a bit. Uh, and that's pretty much it on the Jazz side. What, what about you? Yep, so I touched on Mitchell and my thoughts on him, and then I'm with you. I think Gobert makes a lot of sense, especially for cash games. He just seems like he's a banging 35 to 40-point center in this matchup. So uh, definitely a great cash play. Uh, GPPs, you could definitely play him there as well. He has that upside where he can easily grab 50 in this one. Um, I expect him to probably draw some fair ownership as a center, especially being like a late-game hammer kind of guy. Uh, outside of that, you know, Joe Ingles at 4,300. I think this, uh, this matchup makes uh, a lot of sense for Ingles. I think we'll see a fair amount of them. Um, he only played 20 minutes in that last one. I would expect that to be back up to 26, 27-minute range. And, you know, not the most exciting guy, but at 4,300, if it rounds out your lineups, makes a lot of sense for cash games, allows you to get some other guys in there. Um, I can see him. And the same thing with Clarkson. I'm expecting this Utah bench. They're going to have to step up. So between the both of those guys, I think they both make a lot of sense uh, when you're looking at it in GPPs and cash games. Uh, Clarkson, the better GPP guy. Ingles, the better cash game guy. That's yeah. it. But uh, would uh, do you have any thoughts on those last two? No, I was gonna say that that's a great call on, on the Clarkson side. Um, certainly a guy that that that's a microwave scorer. Um, reminds me a lot of of Jamal Crawford. Um, that that kind of opportunity can can really light it up. Uh, and from a DFS perspective, especially in this type of matchup against the Suns, I I, I can expect him to to potentially really exceed his value. So I, I really love that call. I appreciate it, man. And that's it, man. I think that's it. So uh, we got through it. it. It was in bits and pieces. And it probably, I, and the funny thing is, we, we started this early, hoping to get it done a little earlier than we normally do. Uh, and it probably took longer than it normally would because of all the technical difficulties. So again, uh, <laughs> from everybody over at Hoopball and myself, I do apologize for that. So uh, from uh, from me and Dave, though, uh, we got through it, and if you want, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Mike Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Dave, let the good people know where they can find you. Yeah, you can, you can find me at D-M-E-N-K-3-3. 
Absolutely. And if you're not in the Discord, guys, jump in there, get that access, get your access code if you haven't already got it uh, and you have signed up, get it from Dan Bespris. That's at Dan Bespris. Uh, and if you guys have a quick second, give us a rate, review, and a follow. It's probably a bad time to ask for it given this episode and how chopped up it got, but uh, we really appreciate it. We're still trying out here, guys. We're putting our best foot forward and our best effort forward, so we do really appreciate the five stars and all the positive feedback that we do get from you guys. So uh, check us out. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, all over the place. So uh, from everybody over here at Hoopball, from Dave and I, let's go out there. Let's crush this slate. We'll be back on New Year's. We don't take a day off. Seven days a week. Absolutely crushing it. I believe Breton is flying solo. Really excited uh, about that and really looking forward to getting this information because we all know we're going to need it after uh, after we go through that wild night going into the new year. So uh, let's look forward to it, guys, and let's take it in there with a W. Anything else you want to uh, say, Dave, before we take off? No, just a happy new year to all our listeners and uh, excited for uh, some DFS wins. Absolutely. Let's crush it, guys. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.